Another Saturday night, Saturday the April 13th year 2013. Gosh, I gotta figure out how many shows Patricia and I have done together. It gotta be over almost 200 shows. <gasps> really? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, considering we've done, we've done three full years plus, yeah, plus three and a half months plus plus Christmas. all the other special stuff. You know, yeah, the, and stuff in the summertime. Stuff so. in the summertime. Special. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised if you're getting close to 200 shows. Are you getting tired of me yet? No, you you are idle together forever. Oh, because we ain't got a bucket of money. That's right. A bundle of money, right? A, well, a bucket, is, a bucket is more modern. <laughs> Fucking it's good. Happy Saturday, everybody. By golly, it's here again already. What happened to your week, Patricia? Where did it go? Where did your week go? Where did my week go? Well, part of it went to finishing up numbers for income tax. Now, I am a reasonably organized person. I mean, I keep everything together. I'm not one who runs around chasing down receipts at the end of, um, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just don't. But honest to goodness, I don't know what there was about this year. I mean, it was just a little nugget here, a little nugget there, a little itty bitty here. And, you well, know, and they had to be separated be... and added together. And well, last year was a big, big year for you because you were you were on the road a lot, so you had all those. I know, you know, I know. You know, I had a lot of niggly stuff. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it doesn't normally take me that amount of time, but it was a three-day job. Hmm. So anyway, just in honor of that. Walden. Yes. Yes. The lovable one. I'm adorable. You're yeah, lovable. Yes, that's right. The yes. lovable one. Yes. I have income tax information for tonight. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Now we're gonna have. Yeah. We're, we're gonna. We're gonna. Who, the, who, the lucky caller will get to pay for Patricia's tax bill this year. So whoever calls in will randomly shoot the lucky winner. Whoa, number one. <laughs> and one one thing that we're going to be doing tonight, and I hope it's okay with everybody, in the beginning of the show, we're going to move just a little bit faster through phone calls and then ask you to call back later so we can have an opportunity to talk with some of the people who have been sending me emails saying, but I couldn't get through, but I couldn't get through. But, but, but. So it'll give us an opportunity to talk with a whole bunch of family members and then call back later and we'll have the other half of the conversation. Does that sound okay? Gee, for a moment, I didn't think anybody would have got a call tonight. I... <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, you're on the air. I'm number one. You are number one. This is Who's Gary number one? Thompson, the Great White North. Hello, Gary, how are you? Oh, gosh. What kind of a phone are you on tonight, Gary? He's on a snow phone. I guess. Gary, yeah, it's been... yeah go ahead. It's been snowing for the last three days. Holy cow. I know. It's been awful up there. And we, if we're lucky, we may have gotten an inch and a half over the last three days. Let's see here. Now, um, most people have the, out here, we have our barbecues going, and you're, you're, you're stuck in snow? Well, like I said, it's, it's been snowing the last three days. Uh. But... We've only got about a half, about an inch and a half at the most. Well, then whose barbecues are out? Well, yeah. And 
California um, people. Well, like down in Florida, it would be um, like we're just drizzling. Yeah. Maybe that's what the snow is doing. You're sending, you're sending the snow to Patricia? Is that what you're telling me, Gary? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to example our snow to Florida's drizzle. I think it's a good analogy. Thank you. We, we just kind of get mist, heavy mist sometimes, and if you stand out, it'll make little sparkles in your hair, but it's not a downpour, and it's the perfect kind of stuff that makes snow fluffies. Right. That's, that's what the last three basically has been. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, dear. Wow. Oh, dear. Yeah, so, well, do anything to anything. <laughs> well, now I've got an old-time radio question for you. All right. What have you been doing this week about old-time radio? Um, well, I had some computer problems again this week, so... Uh-oh. I haven't been, haven't been listening. Oh, did you hear that, Walden? Well... What are we gonna? What are we gonna do about this, Patricia? Well, it's okay if you don't listen to the station. I mean, it's not really okay if you don't listen to the station. But I'll forgive you if you don't listen to the station. Were you listening to any radio shows this week? No, not really. <gasps> you and my sister, not really. What does that mean? Yes or no? <laughs> is that one. Oh, I mean, that's one of my sister's favorite expressions, and really. and she'll say not really, and I'll say, well. Did you or didn't you? She said, not really. I told you no. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's no. Yes, correct. That is correct. Okay. Is that, is that like saying pretty good? You know, Say that again? You know, sometimes I will use the phrase, well, that's pretty good. If, if, yeah, that, mean, if that means, well, it's not that good, it's not that bad. Gee, when, when somebody says, boy, that's pretty good, I think it's a really good deal. Okay. Some people I think, think, yeah, some people would say that's just mediocre. Well, that's, pretty good. That's, one, that's one of the phrases that depends on delivery. If somebody says, well, that's pretty good, yeah, that's a whole lot different than, wow, that's pretty good. So it's delivery. Well, is this kind of in reference of all the bad news we've got this last week? What packages? The one with, with Annette dying and... And that few shuttle passed away on Monday, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's been a it's been a hard week. We caught that few shuttle on Monday, uh, Jonathan Winters, uh, yesterday. yesterday, and Frank Bank, who was lumpy and leave it to Beaver today. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely on a bit of a run. You're you're absolutely right, Gary, right about that. That's really sad. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Winters was an absolute genius. And he's a, he's another one who had some mental health challenges at different times during his life, and you know he just took them in stride. I mean, it wasn't in stride when he was dealing with the crises at different points in his life, but it, he just accepted it as part of his life, and even rolled some of it into routines that he did for audiences. He was a wonderful person. And you know when he when he passed away, uh, CBS Radio News uh, used his interview with Edward R. Murrow. I did not know that Edward R. Murrow uh, did people to person to person with him back in the fifties. That that tells you 
even in the fifties. Yes, and as wow. a young as a young man, you know that's why I think that's when that person to person was on. That's a young oh, man. My word! Yeah, you know, that tells you he had a long run. I oh my goodness! I, I you know, I, Jonathan Winters is another one who just stuck in my head from the last time I saw him, and he never aged in my brain. Mm-hmm. And when you tell me Edward R. Murrow talked with him, it makes me recognize well, my, how old he really was when he was died. Su- my mom was surprised to see he was 87 today in the old bit. What, yeah. what did she expect, younger or Young, older? Younger. I, I would have expected younger as well. Yeah. Hmm. So, all right. Well, Gary, you're forgiven for not listening to old-time radio this week. Okay, thank you. <laughs> this week. Notice, notice. please underline, notice I said this week. This week. Okay. All right. Okay. I think we should go for a really hard question for him, Patricia. I think so, too, and I'm uh, just I, I what have I'm looking one. for right now. I have one for him. Oh, you do? Yes. All righty. All right, Gary, here he is. All right. What's the last old-time radio show you listen to? <laughs> what is the last one I've listened to? Uh-huh. Gunsmoke. Oh, okay, okay. So see, he got that one figured out. That's All right. Okay. Well, how do we know it's correct? I don't have the answer written in front uh, of me. Maybe we could bring his offspring into the room and ask them. Hmm. I don't know. Family, you know. Yeah, family, you know. They can take yeah, that step, kind of stuff. They can take okay. the Fifth Amendment. All right. Well, I'll t- yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Gary? I, mm-hmm. I just lied. Uh-oh. It was it was uh, it was X minus one. I was listening to X minus one earlier today. You're a good person. All right. He All did, right. He did hear a show this week, Patricia. He did hear this a show. This is good. All right. This is good. Okay, so I should give him a really hard one. Um. Well, I think I think I think we should have him flip a coin. Gary, you have a coin handy. Uh, sure. Okay, heads or tail? Which one you want, uh, Patricia? You want heads or tail? Be head is hard or soft or tail being easy? Well, my my coin just landed on tail. Then we're gonna go easy. With, we're gonna go head, but hard. With with the hard one? <laughs> All right. All right. Let me see. Um. Mm, that one's really too hard. Okay, the Bickersons. We've talked about the Bickersons at different times. You re- recall having heard about the Bickersons? A little bit. A little bit. Okay, well, John Bickerson, who was Blanche's husband, had a horrible habit at night that made her crazy. Now, this is multiple choice. I think that's a, that's a gift, Gary. You've already got a 25% chance here. This is, I mean, you've got one out of four, and I'm giving it to you. Can I do sound effects? No, wait oh. until I'm finished. <laughs> Unless you want to grind your teeth. All right, so we've got grinding his teeth. He ignored her when she wanted to talk. She was eating in bed, or he was snoring that annoyed her. Probably all of the above. I was going to say all of above. Because no. about everything. Well, uh, well, well you, you, I think you kind of gave it away to me. What did I give away? Well, Walden said he was going to do sound effects, and then you said yeah. 
if he could grind his teeth, and then the first one you said was grind his teeth, so I'm right. grind his teeth. So that's your answer? That's the one I'm going to go with. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're down to what one out of good. three. Ignore her when she wanted to talk. Now this is what drove her crazy at night. This was strictly a night thing here. Um, ignored her when she wanted to talk. She ate in bed, or he ate in bed, I'm sorry, because we're, um, we're annoying her, or he snored very loudly. Uh, I'm going to go with eating in bed. You think guys really eat in bed? I think that's a female thing. We're down to two. All right. <laughs> now, you only have to get one out of two. Did he eat in bed or snore? Well, that's, that's what I said last time, was eat in bed. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you, um, no, you, you asked about grinding his teeth. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he shows one and three. He's down to two and four now, Patricia. Okay, well, grinding his... No, he got grinding his... Oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. Grinding his teeth. Ignoring her when she wanted to talk or snored. Well, from the way you were talking just now, I'm going to go with snoring. Oh, very good. We're down to 50-50. This is great. You got it. You got it. Yep, the great snore. We, yep. He, he he doesn't he doesn't use his little sound effects doohickey anymore. Do you still have it? Did your mom hide it? It's, it's around here somewhere. Okay, when you find it, you can do maybe a congratulatory squeak squeak because Gary got it. Oh, wow. You know, I have to, Fred, if you are listening, if you're not listening, never mind, but if you are listening, isn't that a stupid, I mean, it's really a stupid expression that we use. If you're in the store, please come to the front desk. However, if you're not in the store, never mind. You know, um, anyhow, Fred is consistently buffaloed by multiple choice, and he's usually down to one out of one. So you beat Fred. Oh, Fred, yeah, and Fred, I have lots more multiple choice tonight, so if you would call in, we'd be happy to give you some multiple choice. Okay, so Gary, before you go, you have to tell me, what would you like? Oh, um, did we put X minus one in? We put X minus one, Dragnet, 2000 plus, the Bickersons, so you could know what he does at night. Gunsmoke, Volume 2. Phil Harris and Alice Faye. And Ray Bradbury, Science Fiction. Okay. You were saying you had another science fiction that you I found? I do so. In fact, I, I pulled down a second one. I've got two. One of them is MindWeb. And let me send you that one because it's really cool. And I don't know <laughs> what the other one is. Hold on. I should have opened this up sooner. Let me see. Dial folder. And we have um, Counter Spy, Frank Race, Best Place, Movie Town. Don't go away. Right there. Oh, oh, SF68. It's a science fiction from South Africa. And it's yeah. supposed to be really good. I've only got a handful of shows. It's uh, it's one of those that is really hard to track down. So if you want to wait until I get more of them, and I'll send you MindWebs, what do you think? Okay. We'll do that. MindWebs? Okay. Yeah. And I'll, I'll keep searching for the, uh, for the other science fiction. Okay, you got it. All right. All right. So maybe you could give us a call later. 
Um, yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right. Because you haven't, you hadn't got to your discussion for the night yet. Oh, I did not. I did not. What we were going to be talking about, I sent up flags last week, is questions of etiquette. What are the courtesies we don't see any longer? Little social practices and rules, like don't wear a baseball cap at the dinner table. Um, things that we don't see today. Just thank you, no thank you. Ah, uh, good one. Good one. Okay, I will put you down for a thank you, no thank you. I, I, and I you're right. my son upside the head every time he does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. No. Thank you, no thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm keeping track of this. Thank you, no thank you. And they grunt. You're right. Uh-uh. Mm. <laughs> you're right. No thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see who else comes up with different ones along the way. Everybody's got something. Everybody has something. I'll listen to see what everybody else comes up with, and if they haven't come up with a couple others that I know, I'll call back and get those. Perfect. Very cool. Okay, Gary, thanks. Stay warm. Alrighty. Oh, it's definitely warm. It's 30 degrees here. Woo-wee! Whoopie, whoopie. It's, it's quite warm. Whoopie, whoopie, whoopie. <laughs> Yahoo, hooray. Well, look at the difference. You want 31, or do you want minus 31? Because we see both of them. When it, when it gets that cold, Gary, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going outside, period. So so you're you're off our, our spring list now. And I have to wait for summer. Okay. Almost there. All right, Gary. Thanks for calling. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Can you imagine only living in a place that only have water good for three months out of the year? Mm, three days in some cases. <laughs> Hello there, you're on there. Yeah, hello. There he is. Well, Fred. Fred, how in the world are you? We've missed you. I've got a bone to pick with you, Patricia. Uh-oh. What? He, oh, dear. He has what? a bone? First of all, I lived this all for once in my entire life. Now i got a reputation. <laughs> I, I missed that. Say that again. He, you have, he has a reputation. Yeah, you missed all those choices in Marble Joints. No. Oh, is that all? Well, of course. I mean, you worked very hard cultivating it. And then I, that gentleman that would have just tied me, except you gave him the answer on the next last <laughs> one. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's okay. Well, I'll have to have a do-over later. He, he was headed for all four, and you just, like, gave it to him, you know? Well, I mean, he was down to one out of two. Yeah, but you see what you, know what you did, don't you? What did I do? When you gave him the wrong answer, one that he already said, yeah. the only yeah. thing he left in there, both times, was the right one. Of course he figured it out. Oh. Wouldn't that be mean if we took out the right answer album? To, uh, you know, oh, you missed that one, and he didn't, and we snuck out the right answer. Oh, oh, and the answer is none of the above. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's good. All right, we can do that. We'll do that for Fred. <laughs> How are you? Gosh, we've missed you. How are you doing? This is Fred up in Vermont. Doing good. Doing good. Snowy. How good is good? Can't believe it's like it's like winter out there. Unbelievable. 
again. I saw that there was a weather front moving in to the northeast again. I don't know what you people did wrong this year, but boy, Mother Nature sure is having hissy fits over you. Well, I feel sorry for, like, I mean, the birds, the birds and squirrels, all that were coming, were out. They're out, mm. and now it's, they got to be freezing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you, you Vermont's, what's, it, what's the definition of a, a person from Vermont? Is it Vermontonian? Well, whatever. I, you mean, you you guys don't invite the birds to come in and stay in the house while the water gets warmer? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. yeah that's, that's interesting. We've got New Jerseyites and yeah. Floridians and Californians. What's a Vermontan? A Vermonter. A Vermonter? Oh, that sounds reasonable. Okay. Then, okay. Uh, we, my, my dog tried to invite a bird in this morning, but he uh, went outside. He, he got on the back porch. He couldn't get away. Yeah. But let my dog out, and my dog wanted to play with the birdie. Oh dear. Yeah, I had to quite short getting him back inside, and then waiting for the bird to fly out before I could go to work. Oh dear. They're chasing it with a broom. He finally got out, though. You're chasing it with a broom? No wonder Mother Nature's ticked off at you. Well, Poor little bird. Better than leaving it for my dog, believe me. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. So what's new about you? We haven't talked to you, and I was thinking about you today with, I'll, I'll ask because I said I was going to. How are you doing with the smoking? Oh, good, actually. Oh, wow. Well, I'm not good. I'm still, like, two, three cigarettes a day, but... Three? Huh. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm not even going to give you a fuss on that. If you go to four, I'm going to jump up and down and wave my arms, but <laughs> three? All right. I, I can deal with that. And, uh, but, you know, birds aren't very bright creatures, either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This thing just, like, kept flying into the damn window. Oh, I know. Oh, the poor things. You know, they see their reflection or they can't. If you stop cleaning your windows, they wouldn't have an accident. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wait, wait the window for them. I'll be, I'll be darned when I stop cleaning my windows for the damn birds, that's for sure. Now, Fred. Now, Fred. <laughs> now, Fred. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting too frisky. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that'll be the day. You're too funny. You are too funny. Have you have you listened? <laughs> have you listened to any of your baseball shows? Yes. Are they good? Oh, I love that whole thing. I haven't gotten to any of the boxing yet, though. Um, but I love the baseball ones. Oh, it's in your envelope. And let me let me see. I hope. Yeah. I Hold on, let me see. I, I told you I thought I had the um, smelling, hmm, smelling who? Joe Lewis. Lewis? Lewis and, and smelling? Yeah, yeah, Lewis and smelling. I'm, I'm so confident I have it somewhere. Um, let's see, baseball, boxing. Boxing should have been in there with it. You had four things in that envelope. Baseball, boxing, can you top this, and my favorite husband. You notice, you notice, uh, Fred has a technique, Walden. Yes. He com he complains first, 
and then I go look up the information, and he doesn't have to. Well, he's smart. What can I say? I know. He's, I don't have boxing. Well, yes, you do. It's in your envelope. Okay. I didn't look yet. <laughs> I told you I had it, but I hadn't looked at it. You misunderstood me. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll work on my ears. I'll work on my ears. Well, it is just really good to talk to you. Do you have something to add to our list of courtesies that we do not see or hear these days? Again, a thank you. Boy, that is that is really sad. My pet one is a baseball cap in, and especially a backward baseball cap with a straddled chair in a restaurant. Oh, I can't, that, you know? That's really classy. I know. It, it's got all the class of a brick. So, but anyway, that's that's the one that sets my teeth on edge. But that's for this week. Ask me next week, and I'll have a dozen more. There you go. Okay, so, you go. no thank yous. All right, now, when you're out, how are you doing with your kids? Are you are you coaching, how, uh, you know, with the job? And give me an update. That's gone. I'm, I'm fighting it a little bit on a local level. I'm not suing yet. Uh, I wrote a letter. Uh, I got a lot of people writing for me about uh -huh. the school board. Fred is talking. Fred is talking about um, a coaching job that he had, and the school suddenly turned everything upside down and made people, especially Fred, reapply for jobs that they already had. And um, it's it's just really sad because you love working with those kids, and they love working with you. So. Uh, Yeah. Technically, I wasn't fired, but no, I just wasn't rehired, kind of. Again. You you were not rehired, and they made you go through the paces again. Yep. And it, it, I don't know. Some things don't make any sense to me. And the worst deal is that nobody will give me a real good reason. Mm. That's the part that really. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the okay, president. Well, well, I hope so. We've missed the morning coffee. Yes, yeah, yeah, well. Gee whiz. I was called last week. I woke up and you were just fighting off. I was like, yeah, I'll let him go. <laughs> Thank you. We were really pooped. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been thinking about you a lot. For You haven't called in a month or so, so you, I'm, glad, I'm glad you were able to get in. Well, if you listen to the week, I called Bill a couple times, so. Oh, oh sure. Oh, oh. Now, now there's a, there's a, now Patricia can have a talk with the family, you know. Hey, he plays songs when I call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I hope to tell you, um, so much so much for loyalty. All right, I'm going to ask you a multiple choice question just for that, huh? Hey. <laughs> um, let me see here. Um, I've got some really bad ones. Um, okay. Which future television lawyer played the role of Captain Ed Backstrand on the radio version of Dragnet? Do you know or do you want me to list things out? Harry Mason. 
All right. It was Perry Mason. Who played Perry Mason? Very good. Oh, Fred, I didn't even have to give you multiple choice. You, uh, you know, I'll tell you, you just wrecked everybody's expectations. That was good. That was very good. Okay, now, since you already have your boxing CD, with, at least with the doubts that I have located so far, as I come across more, I'll make sure you get them. What else would you like? Yeah, I wish I, I was writing stuff down on a list, but I can't find a stupid list. <laughs> well, when you call us back later, maybe you will have found a stupid list. Yeah, maybe. If not, I'll, I'll look for it and call next week, either later or next week. I, All right, I that's fine. To, uh, stuff on, you know, like different shows you guys have been running. Yeah. And, uh, have, you li have you listened to any of the Friday Awful shows? Yeah, some of them. They're good. Would you like some awful shows? What I like, yeah. You know the one I like? I had it on the list. That stupid, like, <laughs> fire a prisoner show. Oh, you got it. Awful shows and prisoner. That would be All right. The, the one where I'm, um, I want to come back, that was the name of that one. I think we've had two. I was a convict, and I want to come back. It was. This is it was. One where it, the guys are still in jail. They're still in jail, and you've got the band is playing in there somewhere. And this guy walks around and says, "Okay, tell me no names, please. Tell me about your situation." Oh yeah, it's that one. Right, that's the one. Got it. And the same hundred and twenty letters arrived three weeks in a row. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, prisoner show. Do you want awful shows that include the prisoner, or would you just like the prisoners? That the prisoners. And what else I like is uh, radio interview shows. Radio interview shows. Okay, so now if I heard you correctly, you want just the prisoner show yep. plus plus interviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can be they can be you know from any time. They can be modern day stuff to inter interviewing old folks to old time interviews way back in the day, actual live. You know what I mean? I have a million squillion interviews, and I will send some good ones to you. Sounds good. All right. You guys have well, a good I'm, I'm so glad you called. We've been worried about you. Well, I've been meaning to call, so good. I keep falling asleep. Been, been <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> we really are lively, aren't we? Well, it's not so much you. It's the time of day you're on. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's you're off the hook. Thank you. Hey, hey. All I right. Don't feel bad about. It. I fell asleep on my own show last Saturday night, anyway. So what? He did. Did you hear me say, Walden? Are you there? And I accused him of going out for a sandwich, and he just had fallen over and fell asleep. Well, you know what I did two weeks ago. And I hope I don't do it again. I'll get fired. I fell asleep tutoring. Ooh. Rut row. Who woke you up? The kid. Hey, Fred. Hey, Mr. Pocket, I'm done. Oh, well, uh, okay. <laughs> you can tell how excited Fred was about that subject. Yeah. Mm -mm. Hard to motivate kids when you fall asleep over the book. Yeah, well, he was working and I was just sitting there. That was the problem. Actually, it, um, it did happen to my dad when he was even in college. He had an 8 o'clock history class, and the professor did fall asleep during his lecture. And the professor fell asleep? <laughs> 
So what my we asked him what we do? Well the kid just opened the book and read until the professor woke up and, and continued his life story. But that's what his normal routine Just never skipped a beat. I had a psychology class after lunch of all things and you know, you kinda of poop down after lunch. Yeah. And we had an instructor who had the personality of a piece of tissue paper. He was monotone, and he didn't have any excitement in his voice anywhere. And he read from the textbook, which we had already read ourselves. And after lunch, you know, you get something like that, and it's not the greatest thing in the world. One of the students fell asleep and fell off the desk, just went crashing onto the floor. I felt so bad for her. I had the same teacher, Patricia, I swear to God. <laughs> I think everybody had him at least once in their lives. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, as bad as I felt for her, I was just so thrilled that it wasn't me. Wow. 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 Awful stuff. I mean, I, and she could have gotten hurt, but, you know, fortunately she was okay. But, I mean, she just went right off the chair and down on the floor. My, my I taught freshman history, mm -hmm. and, I, and it was one of those courses that you had to take, so... Instead of my normal, normal class size, I was in a small school. My normal class size was 10 to 15 kids. Mm -hmm. Somewhere even smaller. Um, but these classes, freshman classes that were mandatory, they were like 50 kids. Because you had to take them, you had to take them. Yeah. And this was 8 o'clock in the morning, it was U.S. history, which I love. I absolutely love history. And I was looking forward to the class. And, uh, it was like you said, you'd have you read the chapter, and then for an hour and a half, in the same dull voice. Oh, yeah. And it oh, would yeah. Go and go. And I would, and the only, thing, the only reason I got through that class, I would sleep in that class myself. I'd go to the back and I'd go back to sleep. <laughs> and I wasn't the only one, believe me. <laughs> and the thing is, the only reason we were able to pass is he'd give us, he'd give us quizzes. We got weekly quizzes which we corrected, and he gave us the right answers. <laughs> and then the exams came directly from the quizzes. Whoa. So he, was really, he was really into this, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. All Boy. he to pass was you, you, you memorize your exams. Mm -mm -mm. Yours was the only class in school with competition for the back row, not the front row. Oh, God, it was horrible. And like I said, I love history, and he killed it for me. He, I, I hated this class. That's really a shame. But That's really a shame. Anyway, yeah. one thing that was good about it is if you missed it, you didn't really miss it because you did the reading, you're all right. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Not only did you not miss anything, you really didn't miss anything. No, you have to stay in bed next hour and a half. So. Anyway, I'll let you guys go. I'm all right, Fred. I'm trying to call. Sounds good. Have okay, good Fred. Thanks for calling and talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Seven one four. Five four five. Two oh seven. One. Nobody gonna call. Nobody's gonna call. Nope. Okay. See, got them all upset. I know. Got them all upset. My coffee in my MBA class in the afternoon after lunch when I used to fall asleep. Uh -huh. My friend Carrie, who, thank goodness she was my right hand, she would prop my hand underneath my chin, and that way I, when I leaned forward, I would prop underneath my elbow. So that's how, uh -huh. that's how I would 
that's how I got through some classes. Hello there, you're on the air. Hello, Walden Patricia, it's Ralph. How you doing? Well, I'm hello, fine, Ralph. Ralph. How are you? Good. I thought I'd get in early before uh, things got congested. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, did you ever fall asleep in class when you were a kid? Oh, God, yeah. You know the worst thing I ever did? <laughs> I love this. This class, and I started to whistle. And I didn't realize... I <laughs> I didn't realize I was whistling. <laughs> and the teacher says, Ralph, do you know that you're, you're whistling? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in the eighth grade, I think. And, oh, my goodness. Now, how can you whistle and not know you're whistling? You know... It was a sort of an involuntary kind of whistle thing. Just, it just okay. I was, I was sitting there, and I was tweeting like a bird. And <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unintentional, unintentional, but it's still whistling. All right. Now, that, that means, and you should have planned on this, whistle. Right now, whistle. <laughs> oh God! I don't remember what I was whistling, but well, just just give it a was tweet. Probably something like <laughs> something that didn't make any sense at all. Just just noise. If you see now, if you asked me to whistle, I couldn't do it because I'm smiling and I'm going to laugh. You're very good. You did it. I can never whistle. I never have learned. I can never learn how to whistle. Well, I surprised oh, really? myself the yeah, other day you know, when I puckered. I, I used to have it, what you I call the taxi cab whistle, you know, where you put your two... Oh, yeah, yeah my yeah. dad could do uh, that. That was a huge tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, over the years I seem to have lost a certain amount of volume, but I could, I could still do it. You can still do it. Boy, my yeah. dad could do that, and I wanted to do it so bad, well, I and I could more, never I got, do it. I could, I could blow a horn for you. Uga Uga, yeah, that was nice. We talked to Tony last week about the Uga horn. Ralph oh, has yeah. Ralph has a pickup truck with a really loud. This is an external horn. You you push. No, it's under the it's under the hood, but it's. Uh, it is so nobody knows it's you unless you're sitting right next to them. Yeah. You know you <laughs> you can. Find people in in in. Uh... Yeah, compromising positions. <laughs> Very good. Have it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're too funny. You are too funny. Now, when you were out, have you been out driving? You've got a, a lot of years of driving, and you're very good on the road, and you're courteous. What's the worst thing you ever did? Worse in if I were on the receiving end. Well. You know, I was I was a I was a drag racer. Yeah. And uh, I don't necessarily know uh, that it was a, a bad thing I did. But, uh, I wouldn't do it now. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of what I ever did that was that bad behind the wheel. Well, Ralph, you know, you you put your boss's car up on blocks that on yeah, but on crates. <laughs> now, see, I'm I am sitting here in a cold sweat over that. So, what you think is bad will probably send me to the kitchen. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I kind of I kind of stumped. You're just a pussycat, is what it is. Oh, well, you know. Oh, yeah. oh well, the, the cops used to chase me all the time. All right, see, now that's the stuff we want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the cops used to chase me all the time, and uh, they never caught me. <laughs> <laughs> what were they chasing you for? Uh-huh. All right. We will go for that. Okay, have you listened to any old-time radio shows this week? Well, yeah, you know, uh, last night and uh, the night before both, we had our, our Miss Brooks on. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm telling you, some of those episodes just make me laugh so hard. They're, they're timely. I mean, those things could never yeah. get old. You know, they're just... Those Army Brooks shows were so good. You're right, Ralph. Oh. You, you know, it was it was safety week mm -hmm. at Madison uh, High. Right. Okay. And uh, <laughs> she was riding with Walter Denton, and it was a very tight parking spot, and she's kind of guiding him in. He backed into the car and hit it. And it was Mr. Conklin's car. Of course. <laughs> So they finally got into the school, and, and this guy, uh, his name Snodgrass. Yep. Uh huh. Stretch. Had, yeah. Had this huge, huge firecracker. Oh gee. But it was damp, and he was trying to dry it out, and accidentally he lit it. So Miss Brooks took it and threw it in the, in the supply room, <laughs> and Conklin was in there. And it just, it just blew him to smithereens. Oh, my gosh. You know, when uh, they did... He hurt his foot, and they're trying to help him out, and they take him to the elevator, and he falls down the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that show. And did, was, did Miss... Go ahead. I was three-quarters asleep, and I was laughing like the dickens. <laughs> did Mr. Stone, the school superintendent, show up in that show as well? Mm, you know, I think he did. I, when you said elevator, it triggered something in my brain that they were trying to keep Mr. Stone away from the elevator. And he didn't fall down, but they were all hysterical that... You know, I mean, hysterical in the sense that they were upset that he was going to get on the elevator and and meet Mr. Conklin. <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh, you're right. It was it was a great show. That's where I fell asleep. When Mr. Conklin was in the elevator shaft. After he fell down the elevator shaft. <laughs> well, listen to this thing all night long. Got it. And I think the. The, uh, the disc with Armist Brooks has 150-odd wow. 
episodes on it. So you've got a way to go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll we'll keep you in. Um, it's off, you know, uh, Johnny Dollar and Sam Spade and uh, Amos and Andy and Fibber McGee and Gildersleeve. We kind of rotate amongst those that seem to be our favorite. Uh, now, in the detective department, which is your favorite detective? Uh, I really Sam think it's Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar. I agree. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I have to think about that one. It would change from week to week. What do you like about Johnny Dollar? Uh, I, I just like the, uh, the, uh, the format. Uh, and, and the expense accounting, I get a kick out of that. It's a good deal. I love Bob Bailey. I think his acting is superb, and he's he's got a sameness that he brings to all of the roles that he was in, like Let George Do It, where he was George Valentine. Oh, yeah. And sounds like uh, Johnny Dollar, who got moved over to a different show. But it worked. I mean, he had the perfect voice and the perfect acting for George Valentine, and he had the same for Johnny Dollar. And I just loved that man's voice. It was uh, really uh, good. There's several people who did Johnny Dollar. I think he was absolutely the best. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, Edmund O'Brien was pretty good, but nobody could top Bob Bailey. No, I, I really don't think so. No. What's, what's your favorite detective? Well... It, what week is this? Let me see. It's the third, third week of April. Um, if I had to pick one, just one, I think I would pick Sam Spade. Yeah, that's good, too. That's good, too. There was always a little shtick in there, and I loved Effie. She was always upset because Sam was in trouble, and you never knew at the end whether they were an item at any time like when they would get together maybe at the end of one of the shows. It was hinted, but you never knew. Well, you know, a fun thing about that show, that Effie, who, who played by Lorene Tuttle, and Howard uh -huh. Duff, who plays Sam Spade, they ab-libbed quite a bit of that because famous movie stars and things were such big fans of the show. They would be in the, in the, in the studio uh, room. And they would make they would make sidebar comments about it in in, the, in those little monologues, and they would play off the script. I mean, they were so good. So they they, they did a great oh, job, yeah. and that's, that's surely part of the reason it sounded so good because it was natural. They were doing what came into their their heads naturally. That's true. That's cool. What a piece! What a nifty piece of information. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yep, because Ava Gardner was going with Howard Duff, and she was barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> she walking around. She didn't bother to take her shoes on in the radio studio. Works for me. <laughs> I mean, gee whiz, yeah, I you know? know? I know. Shoes were made for walking in parking lots and very few other places. Yeah, I, I know when I, when I come in the house, the first thing comes off is the shoes. <laughs> I agree. I, just, I put my groceries. What comes off next? Well, sure, we could do that. I 
I always knew that there was a connection, Ralph. I just knew it. See how similar we are? I know. I know. We, we were just destined to be together on Saturday nights. Hey, it's my favorite day uh, because of this program. Oh, thank you. We just look forward to hearing from you so much. Do you have a pet peeve uh, courtesy that we don't see today and we're missing? Mm -hmm. Social practices, rules of etiquette. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I try to be very respectful to, to uh, ladies and... Uh, I always say, yes, ma'am. And I've had more than one tell me, please don't call me ma'am. Huh. And I say, well, you know, uh, to me it's a, it's a uh, uh, being very respectful to you. you know? Yeah. Why, why do you object to that? Uh, I don't know. I never got a good answer out of it. You never got a good answer? I, no. I don't know. I think I can give you a guess, but I'm not sure it's correct, that historically, man has, has um, it's usually rooted in a young man saying it to an older woman, like his teacher. So if you said it to a woman it would suggest that she was a lot older than she actually is. Maybe. Does that you make any sense? way older than she is, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> some of us are 78, you know? I mean, we have to stop counting sometimes. No, I, but I that, that, would be, that, that would be my guess. Matters, and, uh, it's very hard for me not to, not to say that. Yeah, I'm not offended by it at all, and I appreciate that it's a courtesy. Um. I appreciate any courtesy that's extended. We have so few of them now. Oh, um, you know what Tony's favorite is? If, if a man should tip his hat to her, yeah, she'd be a very happy girl the rest of the day. She likes that. Oh, you have to find a man who wears a hat. Everybody out here wears hats, but you, you don't really see them uh, tip them very often. You mean regular hat hats or baseball caps or what are you talking about? Oh, basically baseball caps, yeah. Oh, got it. Okay, where so they would they would touch the bill a little bit and you know make a gesture. Yeah, that's a great yeah. point. Once the last time people wore traditional hats, I mean it's been since the fifties. When did people stop wearing traditional? You know, now pretty much we live in a baseball cap society. Uh huh. I wondered. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in the like in in the forties, uh, after the war and such. Right. Uh, I lived in New York, and you know, I used to ride the subway. Every man had a fedora type hat on. Right. And a suit and a tie. Right. It was. And polished shoes. Yeah, yeah. Ralph, I found a picture. And the New York Times, they have profiles of old pictures sometimes. And they'll give you city skylines and people and situations. And I don't know why this particular picture was in a collection, but an elephant was in a big warehouse. And they were giving an elephant a bath. You know, I had one of these big scrubby things. And 
there was a man on a ladder next to the elephant. I, he was on, I mean, it, it was a, a pretty big, you know, a, a ladder with rungs, not a step ladder. It wasn't, a step ladder wouldn't have been high enough. And he was scrubbing the elephant, and he had a suit on with a white shirt and a tie. And he was scrubbing yeah. an elephant. Well, now, he, went to, he went to work. That's how, that's how everybody went to work. There you go. It, it just knocked my socks off. He didn't have a hat on, though. He didn't. No. Well, we'll have to to speak to him. Well, am I correct that when men walked into a room or into a building, the hat came off? Or on an elevator, it should have come off when a woman came onto an elevator. But I don't see, even in the movies, I don't see that happening. Yeah, well, even even if if you're uh, sitting at the table with a lady... You know, even though I wear a cap nowadays, I, I take it off. Yeah. Just out yeah. of respect. Well, I to me, anytime we go to a restaurant, uh, you take off your hat. You you don't mm-hmm. wear, you don't wear a hat inside of a restaurant. Right. That that was also you know a, a thing in the navy. Mm-hmm. When when you went inside, you took your hat off. That doesn't happen and, uh, anymore. You know, when, when when you don't have your hat on in the Navy, you don't have to salute. Ah, okay. Okay. All right. If you salute with your hat on, you, inside, you, you're doing wrong. Oh. Is so there's no saluting on the inside. I remember that. Yeah. Go ahead. I interrupted you. I'm sorry, I missed what you said, Patricia. I interrupted you. As you were talking, my brain went, oh, yeah, you remember that, about the military hats on the inside. You you do not salute when you're inside a building without your hat on. Uh, I don't know if it really happens in the service, but in in most of the programs that I see where the Army is involved, they do salute Uh inside without a hat on. All right. Was that Hollywood, Walden, or was that... I don't know. (laughs) Was that a a correct, or a a political, no, a military correctness to salute even though they didn't have a hat on? Well, I'm wondering, maybe the Navy had that, protocol. Yeah, I don't know. And then maybe the Army didn't. I don't know. I'm just throwing food for thought. Uh, <laughs> it may just be, as you said, a Hollywood thing. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I well, haven't saluted anyone in years. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, when you went into the Navy, Ralph, did they have protocol? Did you have to learn the... Did they teach you guys... You know, the, the certain protocols, there's a thank yous and all that kind of stuff. I'm yeah, certain, certain etiquettes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. If you, you know, they had things like if, uh, if an officer was walking down the street in the same direction as you and you wanted to pass him, mm-hmm. you would have to come up next to him and salute him and say, by your leave, sir. 
And, you know, they, they would always say, you know, carry on. <laughs> well, I just love that. Now I know where buy your leave comes from. Very good. All right, here's yeah, a question. Yeah, that, that's what they would say, buy your leave. Huh. Here, here is here is a um, an etiquette question. <clears throat> Excuse me for guys. I have two guys on the phone right now, and then we'll get a question for you, Ralph. I'm going to stump you on a question tonight. Okay. When when a woman and a man are walking side by side as a couple on a sidewalk, which side does the man walk on? Always, always towards the street. Very good. You done good, Ralph. All right, I can't stick you tonight. Well, well my wife taught me that. Ah, really? That was, and and why is that the case? Well. It, I'm not 100% sure, but I think she said that uh, if she was walking on the outside, she was for sale sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always, I always would think it'd be if, if, if a car got into a dangerous situation, you'd be the one to be able to, to block the car off before it would run to a woman. That is exactly right. Danger would come from the street side. A car hitting a puddle would hit him first and not the woman. But I'd never heard about the streetwalker thing. Oh, that's funny. Oh, oh my you gosh. Know, you, you want to know the worst thing I did when I was driving? I just thought of it when you mentioned <laughs> it. Okay. I was going down the road after a rather big raid, and there was a guy standing on the median in the center of the road. Yeah. I hit the puddle at about 40 miles an hour. And this guy... <laughs> looked like he was in the shower. It's did you do that on purpose? <laughs> Ralph, did you do it on purpose? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Our dear, sweet Saturday night Ralph did that. I just wanted to see what would happen. Well, you knew what would happen. There were a dozen people standing on a bus stop, and they all flipped. They were laughing like crazy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. You know, I think I'm very glad that we know you now and not then. Yeah, those were the good old days. <laughs> oh my you are too funny. All right, I have a question for you. All right. This series, we're into a Western-type thing. This series starred James Stewart as Britt Ponsett. What was the name of the show? Six Shooter. All right. Very good. How do you know all this stuff? I was going to stump you on that one. Well, you know, I, when I listen to the programs that come on the air, I listen intently. Unless you fall asleep in the middle. Yeah, as I say, for listening to to your station, uh -huh. yeah, on, I pay very close attention to the details. Ah, very good. So now I'm going to have to start paying attention to the details, so I can try to stump you. Yes. All right. All right. Please, this is cool. Me a few times. Yeah, not very often, though. Okay, what you have coming, 
in your envelope already, we've got Baseball, Dragnet, Jimmy Durante, Life with Luigi, and Broadway is my beat. What would you like in addition to that? Tony wants Cavalcade of America. Oh. oh, boy, I've got that. Nobody asks for it. Sure, I'd be happy to send it. I do have it on top of it. She's the boss. And please tell her thank you for asking for something I have. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, listen here, you all. You are instructed to have a wonderful week. Oh, what's the temperature? We have to check our our um, our visitation list it, here. It was probably in the high 60s, low 70s today. We're getting into and, acceptable uh, territory. Days ago, we were in Reading, and it was actually in the 80s. Okay. Spring is sprouting. All the um, all the plants are budding out now. Excellent. So if if we pick this time of the year, we'll just bring a sweater or a light jacket for evening, because you're not going to let us go out in the cold anyway. No. And make sure you bring money. <laughs> That's Walden's job. I'm finished. <laughs> I am down to zero. I'm going to get out of here. You guys have a good evening. Okay, Ralph. Thank you so much for calling. Don't do anything wrong because I'll call you up and admonish you for that. All right. That sounds fair. Fair deal. All right. Good night, folks. Good night. Bye-bye. I thought he was going to use the old cafe. Don't take any wooden nickels. Ah, Really? 714-545. I don't... There we go. The family's starting to wake up. I don't want to say you give out the number practically anymore. That's good. No, there we are. There. Uh, well, I hear myself. Hello uh, there, Carl. Want to turn off your radio? I don't... There we go. The family's starting to wake up. I don't want to say... Okay, I guess we'll wait... For, wait till you... Turn off Hello. your. There you go. Turn off the sound. Well, I hear myself. Hello, Carl. Carl. Hang up. Okay. Call back. That way we will figure this out. Yeah. When you call, you have to turn off your computer so we don't hear the sound in the background, and then we can talk. You, you can we, turn it. You can turn it all the way down to recording, but it. it Remember, folks, there's like a 30-second delay in some cases, so, so, uh, you know. Yeah. And you know, but, you know, the way I do when I call, I just turn everything down, so that way it doesn't get in there. Hello there. You on there? Boy, did I lock up on that. I know. You did good, Bob. Hey. <laughs> Hello, Bob in Wisconsin. How are you? Well, I'm fine. And how are you guys? I are good. I'm starting to wake up. You know, you know, I've been... I think fake. I got in too late. Everybody took the wind out of my sails. You did? What happened? You want to you call back when you have something to... No, no. because you, you had <laughs> more. <laughs> you know, about uh, being discourteous and I know. like that. Uh-huh. Uh, the hat thing is what I was going to talk about. Oh. Well, there's so much to choose from. 
Well, you know, people that wear their hats in at the restaurants, that just bugs me to no end. I'm on your side with that. I would wear a hat, but that's one of the reasons I don't, because then I have no place to put it I would get into a restaurant. So I just don't wear one. You know, that's interesting. In the old movies, when gentlemen wore suits to go to a baseball game, and that included a fedora hat and a tie, um, the restaurants had chairs where you could hang a hat on the back of it. Yeah, on the back, and sometimes they had a little shelf underneath, too. Well, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. What about the old hat check girl? But that's right. They used to hang them up. But if you did that now, somebody would probably steal it on you. <laughs> <laughs> no hat check girls. Oh, yeah. Huh. When's the last time a place even had a hat check girl anymore? Uh, that must have been a... I, we, we had one that was, uh, it was at, uh, a place where it was the I-O-O-B club. I-O-O-B. Oh. Are you serious on this? Yes, what, what does it stand for? Well, it's the International Order of Old... You got the rest of it. <laughs> Begins with a B. Oh, oh, is that for real? Yes. It's Only you could come up with something like that. Well, it was, uh, they would have, uh, oh, they'd, they'd have a, a pretty nice meal, and then they'd have a guest speaker. He could be, uh, he could have been anybody. Uh, I think they had the, uh, the, uh, he wasn't the football coach from the like, University of Wisconsin, but he was up department, or they'd have maybe a disc jockey on or something like that, but when you came in, they they do this every three months, and then in the wintertime, if you had your coat on, you'd take your coat off, and there was a gal that you could check your coat. Would there be a charge to the check, or would there just be strictly yep. a tip? Yep. If you want to give them a tip, you give them a tip. Strictly a tip, you didn't, but you didn't, you didn't have to pay a fee for it. Oh, no. Uh-huh. All right, the, we need somebody who lives in a city like New York City to talk about the nightclubs there and whether or not hat check girls or coat check places are still in existence. I wouldn't be surprised if they aren't. I don't you know if there's even any traditional clubs anymore, Patricia. All of them need to be the young things, young clubs, and I don't know if they even would bother. Yeah. What about country clubs? In the wintertime, in the wintertime, you show up with a coat. What would you do with a coat? Well, you probably just throw it in the back of your chair, probably. <laughs> well, if you show up, as most people can observe in various restaurants now, they show up with a short jacket, baggy pants, and a baseball cap. You don't need an awful lot of service for something like that. And and tennis shoes. And tennis shoes, yes. Oh, I'm guilty on that. I'm, I, I, I wear my runners all the time. Patricia, you made mention of that, but the baseball caps? Yes. 
The ones that wear them backwards, that really gets me. I know. I don't know what the... If you're a catcher and you have to put a mask on, it's understandable that you wear a baseball cap backwards. What is the big buzz about putting on a backward baseball cap? Certainly doesn't get, it keeps the sun out of your ears. And you know what I like to say to some of them sometimes when I see that? And that's, you look at them and you say, wow, is that ever a nice hat you've got? <laughs> where, where did you get that hat? And then they'll be just all chewy and tell you all about it. And then I say, you know what, I've looked and looked and looked, and I cannot find one of those with the bell in the back. <laughs> Oh, gee. And then they don't really like that. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. You know, it's amazing that we still have Bob and Ralph to talk with, that someone hasn't killed them. you got to be careful how big the guy is. You I, I would think so. We'll put Fred in that bunch as well. Now, one other thing that bugs me, when you're in a restaurant. Uh-huh. And you see people, you know, there'll be two people eating, mm -hmm. and one's, I've seen both of them, and they're talking on their cell phone. Oh, <laughs> my gosh, yes. Makes you wonder if they're talking to each other. Well, I'm well, one, I kind of wonder if they are. I, I just wanted, one today, they're going to sit there and text each other at the, at the same table. They probably are. <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, that, I, I think that's just, uh, or, or if one's, if, if. One's talking on the phone, and then the other one is uh, just... Well, if they're texting, maybe that good man that can't talk with their mouth full. Well, I don't know. But you remember I told you that that device was for sale that you could have, that you could turn that on, and it'll block out those... Phones? Yes, yes. I checked on that. They're illegal. I'll get arrested. It's a federal offense. <laughs> well, the, and the reasoning sounds okay to me. I'm, I was a little ticked when it said federal offense. However, when you turn one of those things on, it shuts down emergency services. It shuts down um, cops walkie-talkie type things that they use to communicate with each other. And I thought, wow, you know, I understand now why, why they are no-nos. But you only do that in the restaurants. You don't. But uh, apparently, it's got a, a wider range than just inside the restaurant. Well, the ones that I saw, they're only good for about thirty feet. Yeah. Well, can uh, could could we get a commitment from everyone who buys one that they will only use them in a restaurant? Well, that'd be the only place they'd be good for you. block them in all the cars because look at how many accidents they cause. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you talk about city buses and subways and sidewalks and bus stops, there are a lot of outdoor places where you just like to either strangle or disable the phone. And I, I would take my chances on disabling the phone because I think you get arrested for strangling people. Oh, a little bit ago, and they talked about, uh, he, he called him ma'am? Oh, uh, Ralph, oh, yeah. Ralph, Ralph, okay. Uh, and some people are offended by that? Yeah. Do you remember who in the, in the U.S. government was offended because 
the well, he was could have been one of the Joint Chiefs and referred to her as ma'am. And she got all upset about that. Hmm. Called him on it. And she said, I worked too hard to get this. She's a senator. I worked too hard to get this title as senator. She, that's what she wanted to be called as. Is that Hillary? I think it's Barbara Boxer. That's right. Barbara Boxer? Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Well, you know, in, in a, a setting like Congress, I can understand how it would be it would be delivered in a demeaning way, yes, ma'am, type thing. So I guess it would again depend on the context. And when Walden and I were talking at the beginning, and he said it's pretty good, really good, or really bad, and I said it depends on on the delivery. If somebody says, "Well, it's pretty good," it's not so hot. But if somebody says, "Wow, that's pretty good," that's hot. So I think it would probably depend on the delivery. Who delivered in 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 what context? He being in the military, yeah. he would he would address his superiors as sir, and he was we can't call her sir, so I I, call her. I seem to remember what it was, Patricia. It was like a uh, a defense hearing that mm. boxer was was ahead of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in the military, Bob, you're you're pretty much on ma'am, a man or yeah. sir. Sir and, and ma'am are are the two Korea absolutely. And he probably said it, and she took offense of it. So that stinks. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I can't. I can't come up with. You know, it's, it's really interesting. Some of the courtesies, as we were talking about last week, some of the courtesies have disappeared because people are afraid to use them. Well, the young kids these days—they don't. Well, some do, but it's not the norm. Yeah. They, uh, I don't know. Kind of sad, really. But, but Uncle Sam, if they all go in the service, they, he teaches them. He uh, teaches them, but good. Like the hat off when you go in the, inside the building? Mm-hmm. Never wear your hat inside. Well, does I it, would say never, never, but... Does a gentleman wear a hat inside a building? places they do. In the military they don't. Or I didn't anyway. No. And my grandson, we went down when he got out of basic training and it was kind of neat because I remembered that stuff. And, and when he got to the door jam, he put his hat on when he was going out and when he came in, it came off. Yeah, I, I think it's being okay when you're in a hall, in a hallway. Keeping your hat on, but once you're in a room, you bet. It comes off. It comes off. What about in an elevator? Now we're talking quite a few years ago. If a man got on an elevator and he had, he you know, he was dressed in a suit or you know, tie and stuff, and he had a hat like a fedora, would he take it off in the elevator? I don't know. My guess is he would take it off only if a woman was in the elevator as well. That's my guess. I don't know that for sure. When, when they tip their hat. Yeah. Uh huh. Now I'm, I was this was a long time ago, and I was 
walking along with my dad, and this was, we were in Milwaukee at the time, and, and uh, there was a lady he met. We were going down, we were going, like, going south, and she was going north. And uh, I think he tipped his hand and, 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 and spoke. And there was another one that he didn't tip his hand. And I questioned him about that, and he said, lady that he tipped at, she spoke first. And the, the other one didn't. And I, I don't know, maybe they could take offense to that. We were trying to pick him up or something like that. But <laughs> never that. Only the fact that one, one spoke first to him, and, and then he, he acknowledged it and, and tipped his hat, and the other one didn't. Did not. Well, would you be more apt to tip your hat to an older woman versus a younger woman? Well, I, yeah, I suppose you would. Uh-huh. Uh, Why? Way back when, they didn't. You know, in all the old movies in the westerns, they always tipped their hats. Mm-hmm. And, and tipping could be anything from lifting the hat off his head right. to just kind of giving a little tug on the brim. Yeah, either one, it, it was an acknowledgement and a courtesy or a gesture of respect. But, gosh, we can't even get them to put hats on correctly today. Now, how long has it been since somebody tipped their hat to you? I haven't seen anybody in a hat except for a baseball cap, and you can't tip a baseball cap if the bill is pointing to your rear end. <laughs> you can't tip. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I, just... I speak the truth, Walden. I agree. I, I speak. I was just thinking, when's the last time a woman wore white gloves to shoot an event? Uh-uh. When was the last time a woman wore a dress that was suitable for gloves? Well, that's, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, can, I remember my going to church with my mom in the early 70s, over 40 years ago, with a hat and white gloves. You know, now, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I'm just thinking that I get that for like bog on era. Yeah. Of over and, 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. And the Easter parade was a great example of that. Yeah. Everybody on the Easter parade wore. Um, yeah. Do they have an Easter parade still? I guess they don't. In New York City? Anybody know? Well, I thought they did. Maybe. I haven't been in New York for a while, but I thought they had uh, they had dumped it. But even in the old and th there's a movie, isn't there? Walden Easter Parade. Easter Parade. Well, there's a, there's a, there, or do we even have hat shops? Or anyone in the country? We, do we have a and hat shop anymore? That was one of the things that um, that I was thinking about the other day. There was an I Love Lucy episode on where she was. Ricky told her she couldn't buy any more hats. Right. I don't know how many hats this woman had, right. but. There were hat stores, right? And they were charming. I don't know how people made a living in a hat store, but <clears throat> excuse me, they were really just charming. They had all these hats on for women to try on. Honestly, in today's um, environment, I don't think I'd want to try on a hat that other people had tried on. I mean, seriously. Well, okay, that's a great there's a great trivia question. Which one of our former president was ran a haberdashery store? Oh, I know that. Okay. 
What, what was that question again? What former president? President? President of the United States ran a haberdashery. Harry, Harry has Truman. There you go. You know? And I think he went broke. He didn't do very well in business. You're right. That was one of that was one of the criticisms that he was running a country and couldn't couldn't run a men's shop. Um, but now, what did they call the women's hat shops? Oh, uh, millineries, millinery, millinery. Yep. Am I close? That's it. No, that's it. Yeah. Oh, hooray! Do I, I get a prize? I've never heard that term. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do I get a prize? Do I get a prize? Gotcha. You get a hat, Patricia. Yep. One, and, you, and nobody else has tried it on. Oh, there you go. I'll be the first. I get it out of the box to try on. Everybody can try it on after me, but I don't want to try it on after anybody else. But I don't there's, I think there's probably lots of things in the stores that people try on. You know, that I don't. I know. <laughs> Clothes that I don't try on. You know? Uh, if, they, if they're sealed, it's cool. But if you were going to get a pair of slacks and you were, yeah, jeans jeans are hard. I I don't fit easily in when I say I don't fit easily. I mean there are so many different cuts of jeans, and there are some that are just downright uncomfortable. So jeans I try on. You're right. And and uh, but they you know they have a place to try them on. And mm -hmm. Then you take them back, pull them all up, put them back up on the rack, and. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll do that. I just don't want to try on anybody's hat. Shoes. They try shoes on. Yeah, shoes are okay. I don't want to try on anybody's hat. I mean, it's like lumps in my food. I don't want lumps in my food, and I don't want to wear somebody else's hat. <laughs> I will never steal a hat. Trust me, I will never steal anybody else's hat. If you're looking for a hat thief, just keep on going. And if you see a nice one laying alongside the sidewalk, you're not going to pick it up. Not ever. <laughs> nope. I wouldn't. I'm, I might poke somebody and say, oh, look at that. And that would be it. You have to get a little no. can of that disinfectant carry around with you so that you can do that. Ew. <laughs> you have to use disinfectant before you pick something up. There's something wrong with this picture. Ew. Ew. All right, I'm going to ask you a question, Bob. Are you ready? I'm ready, I guess. Yeah, oh, I guess. Okay. All right, this is a hard one now, but it's multiple choice, so I'm giving you the answer, okay? All right. Hey, he, All right. Is he going to do better than Fred? I think so. Okay. I was listening Listen, one out of one, I think, is, you know, this is cool. I'm sorry, Fred, we're talking about you again. Bless your heart. He's such a good sport with this stuff. All right, Joel McCrae. Oh, wow. well, I'm going to give you the answer, but it's multiple choice. Yeah, this ain't going to be <laughs> none of the above, is it? It's not going to be a what? One of the all of the above. None of the above. Oh no, 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 no! This is a for real. This is a for real. Um, Joel McCrae played Jace Pearson in this. What was identified as? Tales of the Texas Ranger. All right. Boy, some people are polite enough to let me ask a question. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's one of those courtesies that we don't see anymore. Ooh, Patricia. Oh, you 
know, that was supposed to, you're supposed to laugh. I wanted to get it out before I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're too fun. Yes, well, you know, I, I have to, you, you did good. You did good. When you can, when you can answer before I ask the question, I need to go back and rephrase the questions. But actually, that was a hard one. That was a hard question. You did really well. What were the other choices? You had the FBI in action, gangbusters, tales of the Texas Rangers, or Dragnet. And the, the giveaway, not the giveaway, but the hard part would have been based on a true story because all of those were. Okay, but I, I like tales of the Texas Rangers. That's a good program. What was the name of his horse? Uh, pardon? Um, what was the name of it? Uh, uh, no. Minute, no. No, it's not Scar. Not Scar. Not Scar. No, um, cha 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 Charky. Who? Charcoal. But charcoal. It, he called charcoal. him, he, he, yeah, he called yeah. him Charky. Uh, charcoal. Charcoal. Did I do good? Right. Do I get a prize? Right, right, uh, right, right. If you'd have asked that, I would have known it, but I, I wouldn't have got that right because, it, well, yeah, if you'd have given me a multiple choice, I, mm -hmm. then I'd have got it, but <clears throat> I couldn't have come up with that. Okay. Do you like the Texas Rangers enough for me to send them to you? Oh, I thought you already did. Did I do that? Let me see. Mm, I don't think so. Hold on. Long Ranger. It's really true. Um, Ranger. The producer of that series, Stacy Keith Sr., he would go down to... Texas and just sit in with the Tales of the Texas Rangers and then go through the files and at least get a, a feel of how the show ran. And that's how, wow. That's how you put together the show. Boy, I did not know that, that I mean, Joe Friday, um, Jack Webb, yeah. when he did Joe Friday, used to do that, much to the dismay of a couple of the chiefs. But I didn't realize that anyone else had gone to that, I don't want to say extreme, but to that level to work with authentic material. Wow, that's pretty cool. No, I never sent you Tales of the Texas Rangers. I think I already have all of them. Well, then I won't send them. Don't send them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what what else do you think you might enjoy listening to? Is this a multiple choice question? <laughs> well, it depends on, uh, depends on what you answer. If you answer multiple choice, no. Uh, How about some gun smoke? I do have. Do you have any gun smoke at all? Yeah, but I got a lot of them on reel to reel tapes. Oh, okay. All right. So if I start at season one, I will send you season one, and then if you like them, you will know where I need to pick up. Okay, that sounds good. And all right. Sometimes when they're when they're on the reel to reel, they, I don't think they had a specific name for them sometimes. Okay, you will have season one, and then when you just love it to pieces, you can call and say, send me season two. Sounds good. All right. Well, Bob, you have a wonderful week. Oh, I forgot to ask you, what was the temperature, please? Today? Uh, yes, please. Uh, high 30s, and we don't have a
any snow, so I don't know. Where I don't care. 30 is 30. Walden, keep them off the list. I 30. 38. It's, it's, it's rained for the last five days or six days. You know, it's been spring. The high 30s, he says, as if that makes a difference. Yeah, but, yeah and it's been spring for almost a month. Well, it even got warmer than that. Three weeks. It got up, to, it got up in the high 40s and low 50s, too. Whoop-dee-doo, whoop-dee-doo. Well, Memorial Day's almost here. Well, then how else are they going to keep warm? Well, I don't think that's why they're chasing one another around. I thought they're coming. <laughs> to, I thought they're coming to Bob's house to stay warm. Yeah, I know. Not I don't know. All right. Well, we're we're going to delay. You're you're still on the summer list, not on the spring list. Well, so. uh, I've got to go check see how much snow under the Badger's bag. <laughs> Please do. Please do. So. Well, Bob, you have a wonderful week, and maybe if you're roaming around, you'll give us a call later. Well, I'll just keep that in mind. All right. <laughs> and if I don't, you guys have a good week also. We'll try. Oh, thanks, Bob. Okay. Behave. Bye, Bye now. All right. Bye-bye. All right. 714-545-2071. Give us a call. That's Once we get on a roll... Nothing stops us. Hello there, you're on the air. Hello, Walden and Miss Patricia. This is Ken from Shelby Township, Michigan. Oh, I never heard of that person before, Patricia. Have you? Shelby Township. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. <laughs> are you on Skype tonight? I am. You don't sound like you. Well, is that an improvement or the other way? <laughs> I do I sound better than I usually do, or worse? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Walden, does he sound like he usually does? The volume way low, but that's besides that. Ken, you need to send me an invite. I'm going to put you into my Skype account sometime. I will do that. It's Walden.Hughes. Anybody you want to put me a send, send me an invite, that'd be the, that's a good way to do it. Walden.Hughes, uh-huh. and that's an invitation. Yep. How interesting. You guys have to get me hooked up on Skype. I'm, I must relent. This is Ken, our ever-so-special person from Shelby Township. What tape are you on, number? Uh, 14. 14. Okay, I was going to give you 15. And what are we at? Ken is one of our DJs, super-duper. I mean, really super-duper. You listen to Ken's show, and you are going to find out information about the actors, about the show, about World War II, about... You're just going to get information on top of some great shows, and I just love that you do that. Just love it. Thank you. Well, like I always say, it's a labor of love. As a matter of fact, uh, last month, March, was the 10-year anniversary. Wow. Was it? Re- oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, where, 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 where does it go? Now, when we first met in the chat room, when was that? About nine years ago. Uh, yeah, it would have been when I was still living on Old Cape Cod. You were, you were on Cape Cod. That is correct. Was, and when? Uh, how long ago did early, you leave? The early two thousands, like from two thousand two to two thousand five, I believe. So somewhere in there. Okay. 
All right. Well, we've narrowed it down to about that as well. Somewhere within that decade. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not doing so well picking Patricia's birth date in, in old time radio here. So how are you doing? I'm doing quite well, thank you. I spent most of today listening to the Spring 2013 Old Time Radio Marathon in the radio from out of the past, I believe it is. They have a chat room there. Yep. Oh, they do? Okay. The, our friends. The Gasman guys. John and Larry was over there. They were one of several people who presented uh, programs that we all listened to. And uh, theirs was a three-part story uh, from The Adventures by Morse. The story was called Coffin for the Lady. And uh, somebody else did uh, a three-show span that they called An Afternoon with Jack Webb, which was found. Were these these full half-hour shows, Ken? Yes, uh uh-huh. And uh, the first one with, with Jack Webb was just the Jack Webb show, which is <laughs> kind of a culture shock for me because <laughs> no That's a good way to put it. Friday, and uh, he was uh, on, on the Jack Webb show. He was just out of control. You, yeah, if you was with... know you were listening to Jack Webb, you'd never guess you were listening. To Jack. No, you wouldn't. Occasionally, a word would come out that sounded like him. They, one of them was Slim Slade. He had a um, a yeah. character, Slim Slade. I have two of those shows, and I think they're the only two that exist. So, if you'd like them, I will email them to you. I wonder what Jack Webb would have sounded like when he used to spin records as a dick jockey. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would guess probably like similar to the Jack Webb show. <laughs> yeah, similar to what he did on the Jack Webb show, yeah. Because that was kind of picked me up. It didn't sound like they had much of a script for that show or that he didn't necessarily stick to it. That's the impression I got. I mean, it was just very upbeat and... Uh, yeah, yeah, just crazy stuff. Yep. Crazy stuff. Jack, The Jack Webb show was a comedy starring Jack Webb, and having Jack Webb's name next to the word comedy is just not something you could conjure after listening to Dragnet for any amount of time. So did you say yes, you would like those two shows? Yes, please. Email Jack Webb. I can do that. I can do that. So what have you been up to? Well, uh, just the other day I uh, recorded and uh, uploaded a show for uh, Yesterday USA Theater of the Mind that will begin airing next Monday. And, uh, boy, since we've switched to this new way of doing things where you can put the show together and then instead of having to run down to the local post office and mail it out, you can just upload it on uh, the internet. It's so much easier and I'm really enjoying that. So. Anything that doesn't make me put my shoes on is A-OK. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just seems like all year round now when I go to the post office it's as crowded, almost as crowded as, as it is during the holidays. Really? So, yeah, anything that'll, like you said, uh, help me avoid having to go to the post office is fine by me. 
I discovered a while back that 3.30 is the magic time in our post office here. I don't know why, at 3.25 to 3.30, even during the holiday season, there is a very short line or no line at all. So that's my target time when I have to go to the post office. 3.30 is my 